welcome to Heart Chats with Jessica, where we are having fun in Jesus. Join us today to hear an encouraging message to help you embrace your place and finish your race with joy and victory. Thanks for tuning in today. So today I wanted to talk with you guys about um, dreams delayed or divinely timed. How many of you know that there are times in our lives where um, it can feel like our dream is delayed? It can feel like it is taking forever for it to come to pass, and it looks sometimes like it may not even come to pass. You know, have, have you ever been there? I know I have. Um, but what if we shifted our perspective on that and didn't see it as dreams being delayed, but we saw it as dreams that are being divinely timed and orchestrated for the perfect time in our lives and the perfect time for the lives that we're going to impact, um, that God has that predestined and prearranged, and he knows what he's doing. You know, sometimes, I don't know if you're like me, I'm a planner. I like to have everything planned out. This is going to happen this time, this time, this time, and so forth. Um, When we go on a trip, I like to plan everything out. (laughs) Um, But, you know, sometimes in life, in, in the Christian walk, if we are going to trust God, we sometimes need to give up that control and trust that he has the perfect timing. So to start out, I want to talk about the story of Joseph is a perfect example of this. So, you know, if you look in um, Genesis 37 through 50, we see the story of Joseph in those chapters. We see a young boy who, or a young man, who's um, given a gift of dreams, prophetic dreams. He has these dreams and, you know, often like many of us in our zeal and our youth, we share our dreams with others. Not always the best thing to do because God gave you the dream and others will speak against it. They will sow seeds of doubt. They will um, scoff at it. Their jealousy will come out, you know, all those kinds of things, which is what happened with Joseph. He shares this dream, and of course, his brothers get angry, like, what do you mean? We're going to all bow down to you. Oh, you're the boss, da-da-da-da-da, you know, and so forth. But, um, so Joseph shares these dreams. His brothers get angry. You know, he's the favored son of his father and all that kind of stuff. And uh, long story short, um, his brothers you know, throw him into a pit, and then they sell him. (laughs) And then to cover up what they did, they take this beautiful coat of many colors that, you know, his um, parents gave to him, and they rip it up, and they coat it in animal blood, and then they tell their father that he was taken and, you know, killed by wild animals, wild beasts. And so his father mother think he's dead, you know. Um, So he's sold by his own brothers into slavery and taken to Egypt, sold into slavery. He then comes into um, the house of Potiphar, 
And we all know the story of you know, Potiphar's wife. <laughs> so he, he gains favor there. He's highly favored. He uh, rises, you know, because the, there's that dream on the inside of him. So he's finally gotten out of the pit and he's come into this fancy home and he's still a slave, but Potiphar is trusting him and, you know, he's gaining position and so forth there. Well, Potiphar's wife has eyes for Joseph, and she wants Joseph, but Joseph doesn't respond to her pursuit, and that kind of ticks her off. So she's, she, you know, cries wolf, basically, and accuses Joseph of attacking her and taking advantage of her and so forth. So then... Joseph has gone from being thrown into a pit to now being elevated to now he's being thrown into prison. He's taken off to prison. And um, so he's really at like the bottom of the, <laughs> the barrel. He is like falling really hard. And um, while he's in prison, we all know if you know the story, he encounters the, um, the butler and the baker for the king, for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, because he's in Egypt now, um, for Pharaoh. And um, they each have dreams, and Joseph interprets their dreams. Basically, one of them is going to end up being killed, and the other one's going to be taken away and restored to his position. And he tells, you know, the one that's going to be restored to his position, when that happens, like, tell the Pharaoh about me, you know. Um, so all that plays out, but no one comes for Joseph. He's there alone. One was taken away and killed, and the other one was restored to his position. Um, then finally, Pharaoh starts having these dreams, and he... Um, you know, gets all of his wise men and no one gives him an answer about what his dreams mean. And they are like, like tormenting him because he knows there's something more to them than just them being nightmares. And finally, um, the man that was in prison with Joseph speaks up about this guy that he was in prison with who interprets dreams so they send some, you know, someone to go get Joseph and bring him to Pharaoh, and he's able to interpret his dreams. And he tells them how there's going to be seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. And this whole plan for, you know, saving up to prepare for the seven years of famine so that Egypt and the, the, their people can survive. So... In his appreciation for Joseph, he makes him basically like his right-hand man. Um, Joseph is second in command to Pharaoh. Um, and he's over this whole plan of helping to save the Egyptians. So now he has been placed in this position. He's gone from 
you know, his brothers hating him and throwing him in the pit to being sold into slavery to then, you know, kind of arriving in slavery and having like a good position um, as a slave to then being falsely accused, thrown into prison, being in prison for years. And then now he's, you know, he's made it. (laughs) He's the second in command in Egypt. So during the time of famine, um, his brothers actually travel to Egypt and making this long story (laughs) a little bit shorter, um, the dreams that Joseph had as a young man where he saw the, um, saw them bowing down actually end up coming true. They didn't know who he was and he had the opportunity that he could have, um, gotten revenge against his brothers. He could have, you know, taken them out. There's all kinds of things he could have done, but, um, over the course of time, he ends up having them, you know, bring his fam, the whole family to the land. And um, there's restoration that takes place and the fulfillment of a dream that he saw as a child. So if you actually go and study the time out in um, those chapters in Genesis, it actually took 23 years, 23 years from when Joseph dreamed that dream as a young man to when he saw it fulfilled. So all that to say that there are times in your life where you might have a dream. One of the lessons to be taken from that is to guard who you share that dream with. You know, I've made the mistake of sharing dreams with people in the past who Maybe they didn't, um, they didn't believe the way I did, or they had different opinions. Um, they saw things differently, and they brought discouragement, unbelief, you know, doubt, all those things that sometimes had me, you know, in tears, like laying in bed at night in tears, crying because of people's, you know, the things that they can say about your dreams. Just like with Joseph, um, you know, his brothers laughing at him and mocking him for his dreams. So you may dream something. It might be decades before it comes to pass. So that's kind of the foundation um, Bible story that I wanted to share that goes along with um, my message today. Um, so I just wanted to talk about specifically how many times in our life we have dreams that are placed on the inside of us. And if you're, you know, if you're anything like me, you want to take those dreams and plan out how to reach them. Um, you know, for me, I'm a planner and I try to help God out in that area. How many of you are with me? <laughs> but we all know that God doesn't need our help, you know, with bringing about the plan and purpose that he has set for our lives. We often forget that he is the divine, he has the divine timing, you know, for the dreams that he gave us. He has the perfect timing, his divine timing for those dreams. Um, You know, one thing to always keep in mind is that God's timing is always, like all capital letters, always. It is always perfect. 
there have been many times in my life that, you know, I've questioned his timing and the how and when and, you know, there's been seasons where I was just utterly confused at where I was in that moment and what purpose, you know, that had on where I was destined to go. You know, feeling like my dreams just kept getting delayed. Years down the road, that season, you know, had me questioning whether or not I was in the perfect plan for my life. Um, you know, it turned out to be a season of gleaning skills that were needed in the next stage of life. And, you know, had I gotten, like, frustrated and given up on that, um, at the time, you know, what seemed like a pointless and useless season or situation, I wouldn't have arrived at the next phase, the person that God needed me to be, and wouldn't have been able to take the things learned then and apply them here and there. So, you know, this is an ongoing lesson of learning to trust God, to trust that God does have the perfect timing. Oftentimes that dream that seemed to be left, you know, lying dormant in your heart or dying, you know, unbirthed, it was really just waiting for the divinely orchestrated time to be made manifest and to be greater than what you ever perceived it to be. You know, I'm learning this in multiple areas of life, but God is so good because he continues to show himself faithful. He's always faithful. And the things he has done in one area of my life, I know he will do in another area of my life. The same faithfulness he has shown in relation to ministry, education, career-related dreams, he will show in, you know, relationship, romance, family-related dreams, all those things that you may have because he's faithful to his promises. So don't grow weary in doing what you have to do in this season. That's my encouragement to you. Just don't grow weary in those times. Or, you know, when it seems like your dreams are delayed, you stay faithful and you trust him that you will see the things that he has promised you and the dreams lying deep within in his perfectly ordained time and place. And, you know, I love how it says in Galatians 6, 9, it says, And let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall, re- we-, we shall reap if we faint not. And then in um, 2 Peter 3, 8 through 9, it says, Nevertheless, do not let this one fact escape you, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord does not delay and is not tardy or slow about what he promises, according to some people's conception of slowness. But he is long-suffering, extraordinarily patient toward you. So it may seem in your perspective of time that it is taking forever for this dream to be fulfilled. But just know and trust that God is faithful and he has your best interest at heart. He has everything perfectly laid out. There are things that you may need to be doing in this season that are going to help equip you for the next season. So don't ever grow weary 
and well-doing. Don't ever lose heart. Don't faint, you know, as, as you're doing what you have to do in this season. But know that God, God gave you those dreams, and He's going to bring them to pass. It may not happen in your timing, but it will happen in the timing that it is destined to take place in. It will happen in the timing that's going to be perfect and at a time when you will be fully ready and prepared to stand in that dream and to stand firm. Because who knows, you know, if you've lived life, you know the enemy is out there like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And just like with Joseph, there's all these hindrances that came along the way. But how do, how, you know, how, how much resilience was built in those times to prepare him for being the second in command over all of Egypt? You know, you can't just be a little shepherd boy and be the second in command, you know, in, in, over a whole nation, a whole country. You know, there was resilience that was built in the pit. There was resilience that was built during slavery. There was resilience that was built in prison. And there was resilience that was, you know, built and drawn out during the preparation years, the 23 years that led to the fulfillment of the dream. So there's times that you're going to have to stand firm. You're going to have to, you know, build up those muscles just like an athlete building up those muscles and they're preparing you for the full plan and the full, you know, purpose and will of God and that dream that you have on your heart so that you'll be able to run with that dream and you'll be able to stand firm in that dream and not lose heart when storms of life come. So I just wanted to encourage you with that today. You know, to begin to change and shift your perspective. Don't just see it as your dreams being delayed, but know that they're divinely timed. God's preparing you right now so that you will be perfectly ready for the time, the divinely timed dream that he has for you. I hope you uh, enjoyed this message and that you were blessed. And please subscribe and share, you know, um, these podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. Have a blessed and wonderful day. And remember that God is on your side. He is faithful to all that he has promised. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Be sure to subscribe and check out more episodes for uplifting, timely words, as well as informative interviews with experts in various areas of life and ministry, all with the purpose to help you live a life that you love with eternal energy.